Thanks for joining us here on the Light San Diego podcast. This sermon was recorded in Encinitas, California. For more information, please visit us at lightsandiego.com. Hey, Light Church, glad you guys are joining us. I am so excited for today. Uh, we get to have the privilege of getting to hear one of the most important voices in my life. Uh, him and his wife have been the most instrumental couple in the starting of our church a couple years ago. And he's been uh, here a couple times already and has shaped the culture. And so I am so uh, thrilled for what God's going to do today. So do me a favor, uh, get your hearts ready for what God has to speak to you today. Can you guys uh, welcome Justice as he, he comes? And... What do we do here? weeks ago, and I gave him a hug. So there's that. Actually, your pastor is the only person that I have had physical contact with in the last two months. I hope you guys are doing well wherever you are today on the other side of whatever device uh, at home. Hopefully, you got a lot of love in your life, and let's have some church today. Amen? Turn with me, if you would, to Acts chapter 2. If you don't know this, today is Pentecost Sunday. It is the birthday of the church, so we're going to talk about that and uh, a little bit about me and Benji, because that was a great introduction. But let me just tell you, you have one of the greatest. Pastor Benji and Jen are some of the greatest human beings on the planet, okay? I met them in Bible college 16 years ago. That's how long we've been friends. The day I met Benji, he's wearing a full size. What size did Benji wear? Girls wear zeros. He wore Schmedium, that's what he wore, a Schmedium Volcom pink button-down, okay? Volcom jeans, rainbow sandals, emo hair, right? I think he had like, a, a, like nine bracelets on. Um, turns out Benji was coming into college right after, I'm not making this up, you don't know this about your pastor. He was in a battle of the bands in high school and he won. This sounds like a Disney made for like TV movie, okay? He's in a battle of the bands, high school, wins and becomes sponsored by Volcom. I'm not kidding. I don't know what you were wearing in the early 2000s, but I had Volcom everything in the early 2000s. He trades all that in, okay? The tour, the, the clothes, the, 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 just the, pipe, the fame to go into the ministry and be a youth pastor. And I was like, dude, this is a man of character. This is a, this is a man who really believes everything about the gospel and about the local church. And so it is an honor to stand here at your church today and, and, and be behind a platform that, um, by the way, Light Church, I don't know if you know this, the greatest church ever. So hey, Acts chapter two, we're gonna look at the story of the birth of the church. And this is what it says in Acts chapter two, verse one, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. It says, suddenly there was the sound from heaven like a roaring or a, or a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit, began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. This is a story about 50 days after Jesus had risen from the dead. Pentecost is the word uh, 50 okay, in Greek. In fact, I'm going to show you, read from you one of my favorite resources right here, okay? And uh, I hope this is not offensive to you that I would, but I just know that Light Church is a place that you can bring friends who may have no church background whatsoever. And if you think you're offended, think of how I felt when someone from my church 
got this for me. Uh, I don't know what that means. Okay, so this is what it says about Pentecost. Pentecost is considered the birthday of the church. It says that some churches are called Pentecostal for their emphasis on the role of the Holy Spirit in the life of a Christian. Yet many Christians don't realize that Pentecost is a Jewish holiday. Pentecost, or Shavuot, as it is called in Hebrew, Hebrew, is in Hebrew? Yes. An agricultural festival that occurs 50 days, Pentecost is Greek for 50, after the Passover. So people are already gathered in this upper room setting uh, by the hundreds. They're all gathered because they were there for this really important festival anyways. And this is the moment that the Holy Spirit arrives on the scene in the lives of believers, check this out, in a way they had never, they had never known. You ever feel like God is really far away? You ever feel like that? Like, that's the language of a relationship. You know, when you're in a relationship with somebody, sometimes you just feel like there's distance between you and them. It's not really like proximity. It's not like God is far away, but it just like, you feel like he's not as close. And I know you've had that time. I've had that time before where it just feels like God's far away. Well, what Jesus um, made possible through the forgiveness of our sins, the Holy Spirit now enters us in a way when we're born again, where he doesn't just stand by our side, but now he dwells in us. He transforms us, he empowers us, and he unleashes us into the God-given potential to do the things that we could never do without him. You know, the Christian faith is about a God who doesn't just forgives you, but you know, he leaves you better than he found you. And he gives you the ability to do the things that you could never do without him. And the Holy Spirit meets this group of believers right there in this upper room. And now the Holy Spirit you know, begins to work through them in a way that goes across the whole world throughout all people. And now that's why it's called the birthday of the church. It's like it was the launching point of the church. I want to talk today about four things that I think the church has to offer. Can you say it that way? The church gives us that we, we, we may forget that we're not going to get anywhere else. Like on the church's birthday, let's talk about how the church is essential. Is that okay to say that? I know that's right on the heels of, of, of our presidents declaring you know, to the world the church is essential. And I've always felt that. Well, I haven't always felt that way, actually. You know, I grew up in church, was a part of a great church with a great Christian family, and then I I walked away from God for a long time. Maybe you, maybe you have a similar story. I came back as a young adult, just weeks before I met Benji, believe it or not. And as I was a new believer, I rediscovered how essential the church really was. And there's some things that I learned about church that I realized if it wasn't for the church, I wouldn't have these ways to grow. Let me give you a line to chew on and just, just think about this for a second. The church doesn't bring God closer to you, but the church can help bring you closer to God. The church doesn't bring God closer to you. Jesus brings God closer to you. It's the person and the work of Jesus that we have access to a holy God, right? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. But church, there's some things about the gathering of God's people. When I say the church, I'm not talking about like, you know, old guys in like funny hats, you know, with robes and like wizard staffs and like scrolls and like flutes and lyres and harps, okay? I'm talking about the assembly of God's people under the purpose and the mission of God's family. I'm talking about the gathering of the people of God. The church has a way of helping us draw close 
to God. Number one, the church gives us doors to walk through. And I know that's not grammatically correct. I should say the church gives us doors through which to walk. Through which to walk. Okay, But it sounds better when I say gives us doors to walk through. Think about doors, okay? Every Sunday, you have some doors to walk through where you know the moment you pass through those doors, you are showing up for the purpose, for the reason of worshiping God. No matter what your week looks like, no matter what you're going through, when you say, I am going to start my week off by parking myself under the teaching of God's word and worshiping him, you know your week is starting off correct. You've already given the first day of the week to the Lord, and you know that when you seek God, Jesus says, if you seek me, Matthew chapter 7, you'll what? Find me. He says, if you ask, he will give. If you knock, the door will be opened. Can I just remind you, like church, that that's a promise. Like, God says, when you, when you pursue him, he's going to meet you there. You know, Church doesn't bring God closer to you because he's already close to you, but it can bring you closer to God and it gives you a, a practical way to seek him. James says this, when you draw near to God, he draws near to you. So the promise is that when you seek God, when you ask, when you look for him, when you draw to him, then he's there waiting, willing, and eager to be involved in everything that's going on in your life because he cares about everything that's going on in your life because he cares about you. So number one, the, door, the, the church gives you doors to walk through. Number two, the church gives you people to worship with, right? I mean, have you ever been in a church service like here at Light? You know, I've been here on a Sunday morning a number of times or a Sunday night. And the worship, you're just having one of those moments where it's like, is everybody else feeling this? Like, is everybody else here right now? Because you just sense something miraculous in the room. And you know what it is? It's the presence of God. It's the manifest presence of God. Psalm 22 says that the presence of God is enthroned in the praises of his people. The old King James says that the presence of God inhabits the praises of his people. Something changes in the room when everybody is worshiping God together. There's something about the Holy Spirit who dwells in all of us, this moment where the church kind of comes together that there's something special that you are not going to find anywhere else. The church is essential because it offers the, the people of God to, to worship with. It organizes, maybe not religion, but it organizes relationships. Number three, the church will not let you stay the same. And that's a gift. That is a gift. We all have those friends in our life who no matter what idea we come up with and we say we're going to do something, they're going to be like, yeah, bro, go for it. Good job, right? which is not really what a good friend does, right? Like a good friend doesn't just like tell you everything that you are gonna do is a good idea. Like that's not a good friend. But I remember being in Bible college and there was different groups of friends that we were hanging out with. Your pastor, Benji, he was hanging out with the, what's the Greek word for this? Goody two-shoes group of uh, believers on campus and I was hanging out with um, the shenanigans. Anyways, we were all gonna go out one night and uh, I've, been, I've been following Jesus for like months, okay? So don't judge me. And as we're getting ready to go out and, and, and you know, go do something um, not glorifying to God, one of our friends says something. I'll never forget this. He goes, it's important that we live by a higher standard. And when he said that, I heard it in a different way than I'd ever heard anybody ever challenge me on something. I heard that as the voice of someone from church, right? When somebody looks at you and says, hey, I love you, 
but what, this is not a good idea. I love you. I'm going to say this with grace. I'm going to live out grace with you. But you don't just need grace. You need truth. You, you, you need me to say this the right way, but you also need to remember I have your best interest at heart, and I love you, and we're a family, and you're my brother, and that's not a good idea. And when he said that, like, we got to live by a higher standard, I was like, wow, yeah, you're right. And it didn't feel, like, judgmental. It was like, yeah, you know, I want to listen to that. And now something happened at that moment in my, in my faith where significantly shaped the way that I would be discipled in the future. Later, I asked him, I said, that same night, hey, is there anything you see in my life that I don't see, ways that, ways that I could grow? I said that to this guy. I was like 21. I, I was learning what it was like to have, to trust voices and have authority in my life and to understand the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and he, he spoke into my life because I, I invited him to speak into my life. Do you realize that you're, you're not gonna find that anywhere except for the church? You're not gonna find a, a family of people that care enough about you to speak into your, your spiritual growth and your formation and your life simply because they wanna honor God with the way they're discipling you because they love you just because God loves you and that makes them love you even more. I mean, what a gift to have people in our life who can, you know, we can trust their voice and welcome the challenging and tough truths. The church gives you people that won't let you stay the same. And that brings me to point number four. The church also trains you up and sends you out. The church is not just about, you know this, you know this, Light Church. The church is not just about a worship service. The church is about becoming the person that God already sees you. It's about discovering your your, your purpose, you know? I tell our church freedom all the time that like God doesn't make anything without a purpose. God's made you for a purpose. There's, there's a reason why he's given you the personality that he's given you and, the, and, 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 and can use the things that have happened in your life for, for his, his purpose and his good. There's, there's a reason why, you, you know, he made you the way he did. And it's not just for a personal plan for your life. It's because he's got a personal plan for the whole world. And, and he's including you. He's inviting you into that plan. There's a purpose attached to your life. And the church is where you learn to serve God and, and learn to discover that and develop that and, and mature in that. You know, I was in um, Israel um, a, 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 a few months ago. I think it was probably over a year at this point. And I was invited on a trip of a lifetime. And your pastor, Benji, was there with me. We were invited with a small group of pastors to go for 10 days to the Holy Land and to study and to tour. And it was just the trip of a lifetime. And um, I, I remember this slow, like, uneasiness that was kind of like creeping up in my heart as we would tour these different spots and see the, you know, the super religious things and the, the traditional sites. And I remember one particular moment where People were treating one of, the, one of the sites as like this really holy place, and God, God had been there, and so that had made it really holy. And, and, I, and, 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 and hear me on this, like, I think that that deserves to be you know, honored, and, and, and it deserves a place of respect, and, and is a significant place. But it was coming almost like at this expense, like this trade-off, like this is where God was then, but God is not here now. I don't know if you're following me on this, but as we approached the upper room, 
the place here that we're reading about in Acts chapter 2, the birthplace of the church, I want to, to remind you about what happened right there. It says, at that time, there were devout Jews from every nation in Jerusalem. And when they heard the loud noise and everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by believers, they were completely amazed. How can this be, they exclaimed, these people all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking our own native languages. And it goes on to list all these languages and dialects and people groups that they were now able to talk to. And we hear these people speaking our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. And they go out and they change the world after that. And we were approaching the upper room and we were about to talk about how the upper room was, you know, so holy. And the Holy Spirit spoke something to me, really clear. And he said, this place that you're, that you're admiring about where the Holy Spirit was, these places like where the Holy of Holies was, he says, I'm... I'm just as close to you now as I was close to them then. He said, you are the holy of holies. You are the upper room. You are the sacred. You are the temple of God. You are the church. And I think sometimes we can mistakenly think that, that, that church you know, is what brings God close to us. But church is really just a way that we can get closer to God. As we draw close to God, what we discover is that he's already waiting for us in those places that we're trying to find him. And church has a way of kind of waking us up, keeping our priorities in check. It's, got, it's given us the doors to walk through, the people to worship with, a family that won't let us stay the same. And then it keeps putting that purpose on our radar. These guys didn't stay in that upper room. They were gifted by the Holy Spirit to go out and be the church. My encouragement to you this morning, Light Church, is just keep being the amazing church that we're all watching. You're doing the things that you're doing during this COVID-19 season, the way that you're loving people, it's demanding an explanation. I, I, I mean this with all my heart. It is an honor to address you this morning because we're watching you and we're cheering you on. It's the birthday of the church on Pentecost. Happy birthday, Light Church. Can I pray for you? Lord, I pray for everybody who's tuning in this morning. I just thank you so much that they're seeing the church as essential. I thank you so much that they're saying, hey, I am not going to miss the incredible gift that God paid such a great price to give us. Lord, you talk about the church as your bride. Lord, I pray that we would honor your bride. We would honor this precious thing that you've entrusted us with, even though it's never perfect. Lord, we pray that we would honor you with being your church. We thank you that you're the senior pastor. You're the good shepherd. I pray you bless Light Church. And right now, if you're watching this you know, on a device or, 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 or some sort of online platform, whether it's in real time or you're watching this in a, in a delayed format, I believe that God's bigger than time. And maybe he's working on your heart. And maybe right now, you're hearing me talk about the church and about Jesus in a way that your heart has never heard before. And you're saying, maybe I should give Jesus another shot. Not give the church. That's another. Let's just talk about Jesus. If you are ready to say yes to Jesus today, you're ready to say, okay, I admit it. I have been making plenty of mistakes. I've done things that have hurt me. I've done things that have hurt other people. But today, I'm willing to finally just surrender and say, God, if you will take my life, I'll give you my life. 
And I'm telling you that God is ready and willing to meet you where you are, to forgive you of what you've done, and to give you the Holy Spirit the same way he gave that upper room the Holy Spirit. What better day to give your life to Jesus than today as we talk about the presence of the Holy Spirit? If that's you and you want to say yes to Jesus for the first time, we just want to partner with you in that. And so my prayer is that you would respond to this, you would say yes, and that God would not only meet you where you are, but you discover that he's made you for a purpose. So I pray for anybody today who's making that decision that they would pray this prayer in their heart. Lord, yes to Jesus. Yes to the gift of salvation. Thank you for forgiving me. I am ready to be filled with your Holy Spirit and to move into the great future that you have for you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you, Light Church. You guys are the best. I'll see you soon.